0: Hi, I'm Gregory Correa from Harmonix, and right now, today, we're going to be interviewing a rock and roll legend, a woman of great stature in local rock and roll history, Joyce Canwright. Joyce, how are you today? I'm fine. It's so wonderful to be here in your home. Um, We're going to start talking about your own music history. Okay. What actually got you involved to be a rock and roll promoter?
1: Um, A friend of mine asked me to go to Cheveau College Mm -hmm. To see her son play in the Battle of the Bands Mm -hmm. And at that time my children were all in high school And they more or less were taking care of themselves So I was looking for something to do So I watched it And after I watched that I ran into Pete Paulson and Pete said, uh, "Are you looking for work?" And I said, "Yes, I am." So Pete Paulson was the first person I went into as a secretary.
0: You, you know, um, you started going into that. It was at Chabot College at the Battle of Bands. How ironic, because in a couple days we'll be celebrating uh, Chabot's 49th annual. Oh, wow! You know, is that amazing? Yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> yes, it is. It's the longest running Battle of the Bands. So- So that really links you even to uh, our TV program even more about the history of uh, the local scene and local uh, musicians, promoters, uh, artists, etc. So you got into that, and then what did you actually do? What where did you where did you start?
1: Well, I started with Pete. He needed a secretary
0: okay.
1: because he had the House of Wheels mm-hmm. on you know on East 14th they're around there, and he also had a group, uh, Stanley and the Fenderman great band so he wanted uh, to see if i could get him booked and take messages i didn't get to book him until later until i got more familiar with him Mm -hmm. but pete uh, pete was good and uh, we had about i guess we had about four months or so uh together and then he noticed i was offspringing to different things and then somebody else wanted me to work with them Mm -hmm. and that was barry carlos
0: Let's talk about Barry. You know, Barry Carlos. He, he in his own right, also is a, a a promoter, a musician, an owner of a of a record uh, company. Talk to me about Barry.
1: I liked Barry very much. He was kind and he he was good. He asked me, he was with BLB, which was he did other things besides promote. Mm-hmm. And he said, I I'd like you to come over and help me answer the phones and maybe get some bands my some of my grooves together and see if we could do something together. And we mm-hmm. were together for quite a while. And he was he was good, and he did his job well, mm-hmm. and everybody liked Barry. But after that, um, I went to, after I left Barry, <laughs> I went back to Barry later, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Brown got a hold of me. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Tom Brown. Tom, very, very... He knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He can talk your, his way into anything. This is And true. talk anybody into anything. Great guy. He was a good. He's a good person. And he. we had a company together. We decided to go as Bond Wright. Bond, Brown, mm-hmm. Wright, Can Wright.
0: Can Wright, right. Yeah.
1: So we were together for a while, and we booked mostly the local bands, mm-hmm. the garage bands. Right. Everybody in the area was... was booking the same groups, right? trying to get them, you know. And I remember bomb, uh, Brown, Tom Brown bought in uh, Otis Renning mm-hmm. to the auditorium in Oakland. Mm-hmm. And uh, not long after that, Otis Renning, you know, got killed in that right. airplane crash.
0: Very sad.
1: But there were a lot of other... Band groups that he put in there in mm. that show to have them behind, you know, mm-hmm. with him. He tried to get all the groups together, mm-hmm. and then he ran the idea hall with all the stuff. And I was in with him,
0: involved in there too. Yeah, with him. So that that comes to a little bit of a circle. Then uh, Tommy was such a, a a great young promoter.
1: He was. Yeah. Uh, he is.
0: He still is. He's yes, he yes, is. He, is. <laughs> he still is. Um, what? How did you get into the midst of uh, Bill Corey?
1: Well before this happened i should have told you that before that's okay uh i had never been to a big show like bill had at the world arena it, uh, and neil diamond was there and oh. i love neil diamond
0: i could see so that. i went
1: to see and that's the first time i met bill
0: mm-hmm. i
1: never had seen him or talked to him or anything but i wanted to see the show mm-hmm. and i met a guy there who worked for dick clark and his name was steve and uh He started talking to me, and he started to help me. He was only here for a while doing something for Dick Clark, Mm -hmm. and he sort of gave me hints and how to take care of things and introduced me to some of the promoters, ATM people, and people in Hollywood and stuff like that. And. You you know you read my book. There's yes. some letters in there from some nice people.
0: Very nice people. Some very he- big heavyweights. that yes, you, you and, were uh, writing to a lot.
1: They were and they were very good um, as far as what do you need? I'll help you. Let me help you. You know mm-hmm. they were very kind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, I, that's how I met Bill. But after that, I, I've always seen him after that later. You know, mm-hmm. but but you got to remember. Uh, the, after the, the rock and roll stuff I started meeting him again now, right. which is
0: good. You know? Well, which is really, you've come, to, uh, you have so many uh, great stories about uh, you and Bill. So you 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 did. You started uh, going to the Roll Arena, and then you also started booking your own places, and you started booking people with other people. And I'm going to throw a couple names out who you uh, met, and one I find is a fascinating story. I want you to talk about The Doors with me. Oh. Tell me about yeah. uh, Jim Morrison and The Doors.
1: Okay, He was at the Oakland Auditorium, Mm -hmm. and I was to go, and a bunch of kids in Castor Valley were going crazy. They wanted to see see Jim, you Mm -hmm. know. They decided to bake a cake on a door, on a (laughs) door. Mind you, they did make a big cake on a door. Mm -hmm. He said, can we go with you? Maybe he'll let us in to see the cake. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Well, I went in and got introduced myself and everything, and I told him, and he said, sure, bring him in. So they came in; they were tickled to death, and nobody had a knife. So Jim had a knife, a pocket knife. So he cut this cake up for everybody mm-hmm. in there, you know. And that he was very nice, very nice. And it's nice of him to do that—a big person like that—to have exactly. some kids come in. And but those kids from Castor Valley were in elited; they were. Great, you know.
0: I would really like to see. I I would really like to talk to those kids just to see that because, uh, obviously, uh, Jim Morrison is iconic. Yes. And you actually got to be in his presence, and I think it's great that he got to be in your presence too because you also hung around a few other uh, great musicians. And we're going to talk about yeah the Who. Tell me about the story with the Who.
1: Well, uh, I was working for Barry White. In the Music Scene magazine. And in and out type stuff, if ever I was going to interview anybody, I'd do it for him, and he would put it in Music Scene magazine. So I worked for Barry in between all these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was going to go, you know, interviewed The Who. They were going to go to Bill Graham's place, I forgot. Fillmore. It Fillmore, yeah. And um, my daughters are with me, my mm-hmm. two
0: young daughters. Very beautiful daughters.
1: And um, I went to interview Roger Daltrey, and I took some pictures with him, but I don't have those. are little in my scrapbook. Right. And he was very nice, and uh, they were getting ready to go over to the... Uh, or you know. So he said, "How would you guys like to ride in a bus with us?" And my daughters are going, know.
0: <laughs>
1: "You know, of course, this is something they wouldn't live down." You know. <clears throat> so they drove us over there with them, and and they thank you know, talked to us on the way. They were, mm-hmm. they were a lot of fun.
0: They're very polite. I understand.
1: Yes, they were. they were mm-hmm. very nice.
0: Very young, and so you had c- uh, conversations with uh, the Daltrey. Did you actually stay at the concert too?
1: Oh yeah, we were at the concert. Yeah, so we were definitely there. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, we went to concert and then of course everybody else afterwards bombing him all over the place, you know. Mm-hmm. Never saw him after that but
0: So the, the 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 who when they played their volume didn't bother you at all?
1: No, I, I, I got broke in years earlier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean,
1: a couple of times I would walk out on a group and go and sit down for a minute and then come back. I don't mm-hmm. remember which groups mm-hmm. it were, but a couple of them were mm-hmm. real loud.
0: Now, let's talk about some local acts. Um, U.S. Mail. Tell me about that. Well, that's <laughs> my,
1: it's our author. It's my ex son. Yeah, it's my ex son in law. Mm-hmm. And the who book, is that? Bruce Tossler.
0: Most definitely, great man,
1: and he's been good to me. Mm. He wrote the story about me in there himself. Exactly, and um, it's it's ironic because Bruce is good and he knows what he's doing. And
0: he's a he's such a musical uh, historian, and, and he and he gave us uh, a musical gift in this book, uh, the Beethoven's.
1: The Beethoven's were Larry's group, mm-hmm. and they did a lot. They were top, pretty. Good. you know, Larry kept them moving all the time. Always, and then they broke up. Of yeah, course. it was kind
0: of a uh, interesting how they did because they were they looked like they were just getting ready to get into a a bigger set of arena circumstances.
1: I went through one of them with mm. the box kite. Really, we had an album cover, mm-hmm. everything, and we went to Hollywood and we were all getting ready to make some records. They broke up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Kind of, that's,
1: that was sad. It was yeah, very yeah, sad. Because those sad. are all Castrovelli kids.
0: That's right. Um, let's talk about a group that you stated earlier, Stanley and the Fenderman. Tell me well, about those guys. They are great well, musicians. Too. I
1: met them through Pete, of course. Mm-hmm. And I'd always see them coming in and out and everything. They were mm-hmm. neat guys.
0: They are still neat.
1: And they are... I don't know if I should say it or not, but they have a CD out right now called The New Fenderman.
0: Oh, we want you. I want you to say it. You can say I want you. (laughs) Uh, On my show, you could say basically anything. Mm -hmm.
1: They are called The New Fenderman. Mm -hmm. And they have a CD out now, and anybody who wants to get one.
0: (laughs) They're such a good guys. Uh, I I really enjoy uh, Dana and um, Bob. They're great gentlemen. Not only they're great gentlemen, uh, they're they're really, really good still to this day. Yeah, they are. They can rock. Nice. Yeah, they really people. rock. Um, so you did that. Do you remember the spiders? Did you do the spiders?
1: Yes. That was confusing because Barry had them and we had them. And they, they were, you know, I didn't know who had them. As far. I, <laughs> we booked them, but I, I think he had most of the, the spiders. Right. But um, Tom Brown. Had the spiders at one time. We had the spiders, and he had a chance to go and back up Nancy Wilson with the spiders, and he took it. Wow. And he said, "Okay, Joyce, you book the rest. <laughs> you got the you got the office. Book the book the guys here." I said, "Fine." I had the Bristol box kite. I had uh, Peter Wheaton, the Breadman. You know, I had Staten Brothers. I had a lot of them.
0: The the Stanton Brothers. The Staten Brothers were really good.
1: And they were on their own. Their mother sort of was their manager. Mm -hmm. None of it. But we booked them also. Mm -hmm. They were great. And they made albums. So, Mm you know.
0: You know, and and you also did, um, let's see, when you were in your, when I was looking at some of your phone book, you did The Seeds. You did Big Brother and the Holding Company. Did you ever get to meet Janice?
1: No, I didn't. That's something I didn't do. I wasn't Mm -hmm. there at the time.
0: You did also uh, The Chamber Brothers. I noticed you had, it was The Chamber Brothers and you did... um, the seeds, you're pushing too hard. You've oh, done a lot of uh, interesting things, but let's talk about probably your personal friend and probably one of the great duos of all time, the Righteous Brothers.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah, that's, that's my
0: spot. That is your spot, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Tell me about those two men.
1: Well, I met them, I was working for Larry. Mm-hmm. And I was going to get some um, get some you know some information on them i did go though and meet him first in the hotel in san francisco where they were presenting the righteous brothers to the area you know Hmm. so of course that was my i liked the righteous brothers so i was you know oh boy Mm -hmm. so i met their manager mike and um he said why don't you come they were going to be at the circle star for about six months or five months or something not every night but they were in and out okay so they were here for quite a while, and uh, we became good friends. We talked about different things, kids, marriages, and we just became good friends. I didn't meet Bobby too much. Bobby was sort of to himself, mm-hmm. but Bill, him and I just clicked off, mm-hmm. you know, and it was great. And he'd always send these—they'd th- send these pictures to mm-hmm. me whenever they were. They were, but when they left, um, Bobby and him broke up, mm-hmm. and. He went came back to the Circle Star and he was headlined with Jack Benny. And that was that was something else. It was Bill and Jack Benny and I was sitting there watching Bill and he didn't say much or anything. Then he said, How old are you? And I said, I'm thirty nine. He said, So am I. And I said, Oh, you are and of course that's his line, he's thirty nine. <laughs> I knew I was thirty nine, but you know, how old was Bill? <laughs> old was Jack? You know thirty nine. Yeah, thirty nine and then um he started going off by himself a little bit because he was on tour so he went by himself and i i lost track of him until he started playing at the concord coliseum one night
0: Concord pavilion
1: pavilion yeah. yes and he called me and said are you going to come and see the show and i had the flu oh. i said i can't go i've got the flu and i have to drive from Haver to concord i don't think i'll make it <laughs> so you can't drive from here to concord no so that's the last conversation i had with bill mm-hmm. and from then on things happened you know naturally mm-hmm. so
0: life continues Let, okay we're going to we're going to stay we're going to sit on the righteous brothers for a little bit what is some of your favorite songs of that they sang back in the day and love i know and
1: feeling.
0: Mm-hmm, love eb-tide. Eb-tide.
1: yeah I, every one of them. You can't pinpoint me because mm-hmm. I've got their I've got their albums. I there. know. I
0: could see that you got these pictures of Bill and and Bobby around. Um, but there's a curious thing that comes right up to date. You just seen.
1: I just seen Bill. Yeah. Uh, every my daughter would go and see him. Mm-hmm. Carla. She mm-hmm. lives in Oregon. But there were three times she's seen him in the last two years with the daughter. And Bill would always say, You know, how's your mother? Fine. Is she out of Hayward yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> She's still there, you know. Mm. So then I saw the advertisement in the paper and I, go, oh my God, I'm finally going to see him after 40 something years, you know.
0: You hadn't seen him in that long? 43,
1: 44 years. But
0: you kept in contact sometimes writing to Bill or?
1: No, just stopped. Just because stopped. Because I, after my son died mm-hmm. in the war. Yes. Um, I stopped and went into other things. and got married mm-hmm. twice, and mm-hmm. then I'm starting all over again. In you and sure are.
0: You're back into. It. I'm you're, back in it again. You're back in the scene, and and people want to see you have uh, so so many different uh, uh, little tales to tell. tell. But tell us what it was like to see him. You just seen him what about, about oh, a couple weeks ago? Two weeks yeah, ago? Yes,
1: 27th of February. Mm-hmm. I think it was. Or 20th. January. Uh, January. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. That's okay. And um, of course, try to get to him. He's he. Uh, He was in the Thunder Valley Casino.
0: Okay.
1: People just love him. Yes, they do. there were so many people there. And there was a lot of celebrity, not celebrities particular, big shots with fur coats and things. I was trying to get to him. I left a message and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. they got in first. (laughs) You know that the big shots got in first, and I'm thinking, oh God, am I going to see him? So my granddaughter went outside and stood in line where he was going to sign pictures and autographs.
0: Yes, yes.
1: So my daughter Carla told her that's how you do it: go out and get in front there with the autograph. She was the first one in line.
0: Good for her. So
1: Bill came out, and he saw me, and I said, "Hi, Bill," and I said, "How you doing?" I said, "I got out of Hayward, I came to see you," you know. And then. He said, gee, you're looking great. And mm-hmm. I said, thank you. That's the best compliment I could get. Mm-hmm. And so he took a couple of pictures, and then there were some people pushing my granddaughter, trying mm-hmm. to get pictures. That's why we didn't get that picture clear enough mm-hmm. up there. We cut our head off and some on my chin. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. but, but you got it.
1: I got it. Yeah. You
0: got it. I got you, a
1: couple of them. And so. you've
0: you got great memories with uh, with Bill Medley. I I consider Bill Medley one of the great uh singers of all time really i mean oh, he's nice. so full of emotion now where's he where's he live now where's he at where's well, he?
1: he actually is doing things in um where all the celebrities missouri missouri branson missouri okay. i think he's going to start his own thing in missouri with his daughter mm-hmm. because he was when he was on the stage he was acting like he was 104 he's only 71 <laughs> he was acting like an old man you know mm-hmm. and he Move a little bit, and oh, you know, when you get old, he he had everybody cracking up. Right, he was good.
0: Now, how's his daughter? How's how's she as a singer?
1: She's very good. She's beautiful. She has records. Mm-hmm. And they said she was a top singer somewhere. I, it's hard to hear sometimes when right. I was there, but she was top mm-hmm. singer somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's very proud of her. When they're together, you can see how the love is between they, them.
0: They got a lot of good chemistry.
1: Yeah, and she's 26 years old. This is probably, it's spelled second marriage, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think he got married three times, but I think second marriage.
0: That's uh, that's interesting. So let's change, let's change another channel. You're now, you, this book. Uh, garage bands from the 60s then and now is actually now in the Rock and, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How do you feel about that? Well, Pretty amazing.
1: It is amazing, yes, to think that Hayward, <laughs> Hayward Farmer,
0: <laughs> yes. that's who
1: we were, is in there, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I'll, I'm, I'll be surprised if I walk down the street someday and someone will say, aren't you in the, you know, I, I'm waiting for that day. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean you to go down the street and come and tell me that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, I did have two other groups that I was pretty close tell to. Tell me. Uh, the Iron Butterfly.
0: Oh, we let's get with into the that. Doors. Mm-hmm. Played with the
1: doors. Yes. Well, Bill went off by himself okay. at that time with the, with the cake and stuff. Right. And they started to talk to me and everything, and they were so nice. And we kept in touch with their, you know, the agencies that handled them, and they right. told me where they were going to be, and I wrote in Larry's paper, you know, about them. I kept writing about all these guys, where they were.
0: And uh, so the Iron Butterfly played a song called Indigata De Vida. You know, the song that went boom, 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 boom. You can never f- uh, forget that melody when it's first played. I'm, I'm amazed that you actually hung around with some very big bands that actually played tremendously loud, and you still got your hearing. <laughs>
1: yeah, my, age, still got, well, it's, my son says I'm losing it. But anyway... Um,
0: what was the other and band? The other,
1: Grassroots.
0: You, you were affiliated with the Grassroots? Yeah, Grassroots.
1: I have letters in my mm-hmm. book that I put together, mm-hmm. and the Grassroots, they both send messages to me telling me the groups broke up or something, you know.
0: And that's, that's amazing that, the, that you had that close closeness about you. I think that's what the thing that kind of uh, people gravitate towards you, Joyce. I know I do, and I know there's a lot of uh, other guys when we go to the book signings, how they gravitate. You have a, a beautiful temperament, and you got this really easygoing mannerism that we all like. When you think of back, do you think it's 40 years ago? Do you think it went that fast for you? And now I look at you, you're back in the scene again. We're pulling you back in the scene. Now.
1: Well, yeah, every time I got a call from Bruce the other day, and he mm-hmm. says, we're having something else. And I says, God, how long is this stuff going on? <laughs> I'm getting older.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, Dwight, I think Dwight's going to be involved in it. Um,
1: yeah, that's what I heard. Um, Dwight,
0: yeah. Um, obviously, Bill's going to be uh, involved in it and, and Tom Brown and yourself. You, you guys like the, 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 the triumphant right there. We really... You, you you, guys, and you and Bill, you guys, have, I know you guys have a... a we a, have
1: an odd relationship. Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it has a, a lot to do just why you guys... Uh, you guys know each other very well, but you guys yeah. just have—you um, both were promoters, and you both were around the scene. You both uh, have good temperament. I wish all managers were like you, or just just how you—you're easygoing. Your mannerisms really good.
1: But you know, we had good groups like the Zoo and yours, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Morning <laughs> and, and, Rain, you <laughs> <morning, laughs> know.
1: And uh, we had good kids that were good groups that right. could have made it. You know, there yes. were, there was, but we always used our boys first, and right. then we brought in the others. And Tom did that with the idea, so he kept bringing in all the local people. I think always. they played everywhere around
0: here. Well, what's what's kind of ironic, you know Alec? Yes. From Ace Records and uh, uh, Alec Pillow, and, and what's really great about Alec is is he's, he's made things alive come alive, but he always says that the, the scene here in the East Bay on this side was just as vibrant as San Francisco, but this side didn't get as much play because, you know, Bill Graham, Bill Graham hmm, became, well, yeah. we don't want to be disrespectful to Bill, no. but uh, Bill uh, was a, a much a different kind of promoter than you and Bill and Tom Brown. But you guys- I think
1: so, yeah, we know that already. <laughs> yeah. we, we always thought it should have been Bill Corey.
0: <laughs> yeah, Bill Corey was such, is such a great guy and just, and just still to have, really to have you both still here with us and especially in an historical uh, to keep this record going, uh, uh, the history. It's I'm telling you, years from now, this is actually going to be uh, absolutely positive about. You're going to leave your legacy here, and that's what's so wonderful for me. You know, Joyce, let's talk about uh, Peter Wheaton the Breadman. You know, I know that there was a big incident uh, that uh, Peter Wheaton and Breadman they had to get a. Was it a haircut?
1: They had to. They all had page boys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the school wouldn't let them go to school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They they wouldn't let them go if they did it. So we had a big thing in the paper. but And at the barbershop, having their hairs cut, all their hairs cut. And I guess their mothers did a little bit of prodding and saying, you cut your hair and go mm-hmm. to school. So it took a while. They it rejected, and then they finally said okay. And I... Called Newsweek Magazine, and it was in Newsweek Magazine. And then a couple of the papers, local papers picked it up also. So they had a lot of publicity for their hair. So haircuts. you
0: actually had them in Newsweek? Yes, I did. That That is great. So they actually cut their hair? So oh, they, they had to... to.
1: Yeah, there's pictures I have with them with their haircuts. I went with them to have their haircuts. <laughs> their hair was falling on the ground, <laughs> big hunks of hair.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. That was in October uh, 1966. And how times have changed now. It just seems like hair is longer, and
1: doesn't matter you know, anymore. It
0: doesn't matter as as it did. Well, that back was a then.
1: school's uh, policy. Policy. What school is that? Kennedy. Kennedy.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's 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 change a little gear. You did uh, some interview. You did Glenn Campbell. Give me a tell me a story about Glenn Campbell. He
1: was playing at one of the clubs, and I I most of the time I worked for Larry White for his Music Scene magazine. And I got to do a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. And Glenn was the one I went to interview. <coughs> Excuse me. And him and his wife were there talking. Very nice people. And uh, she goes with him everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm so upset to hear that he's got Alzheimer's now. And uh, this is his last tour.
0: Last it is, tour. It is, it is sad because Glenn Campbell uh, is such a musical force.
1: Well, he was behind everybody's everybody. Everybody. yeah.
0: Yeah, he's just a, a great... Uh,
1: and so he's last tours right now, and and he's starting to forget his songs.
0: Oh, that's really sad. I, I'm a big fan of... of uh, And he was just a real nice man to oh, you. Oh, great, yeah. Really. He
1: was neat. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about Cream. Yes. Tell me about Cream. Ginger Baker, Jack <laughs> Bruce, and of course, the great Eric Clapton.
1: Yes, Eric. Uh, we went to... We found out where he was, and he was a salsa leader in a hotel. Mm-hmm. And they told us that we could come in and interview them. So we interviewed them. And uh, most of the talking was done by Ginger Baker. But Eric and uh, Jack, Jack, they were sort of throwing in a few things now and then. But Ginger Baker was <laughs> telling them everything. It was
0: like a little chatterbox? Yeah,
1: it was a chatterbox. But Did you go make... see them play also? No, I didn't get to see them play. But uh, they were in Sausalito and they were in San Francisco playing. So I caught them at their hotel. Mm-hmm. So they were good. They were very kind.
0: Very kind yeah. individuals. Nice guys. It seems like that—that that has been sort of like when you've met people in your life, especially uh, musicians, singers, et cetera, They've always been very kind to you.
1: Yes, I have. Very kind, mm-hmm. very nice people. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been told you gotta watch some of these people. They're—they tell you off, and I, they didn't tell me off. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Tell me about the grassroots.
1: Well, there was uh, the grassroots were playing at the Concord Pavilion, and my group, the Box Kite, was there underneath their group. So when I was there with my group, uh, I was getting familiar with them, talking to them, and having a nice time. They're nice kids, nice kids. Mm -hmm. See, I was a a mother, and they were all kids to me, so they were nice kids. Mm -hmm. So uh, they asked me if I wanted to go on tour with them in Sacramento. For three days, because they were going to go play at dances and halls and this and that. And I thought, yeah, that's a good deal for the magazine, you know. So I did drive up to Sacramento, and uh, then I met him at the airport. You know, and all these people are looking at them because you know how the groups look in those days. Exactly. Everybody's going, oh, my God, what's that? <laughs> but, you know, but they were great. And I stayed with them. And they had a lot of people, really good people at the dances and clapping. And they had a good turnout with all those things. And who was their manager? Charlie Barnett Jr. Now, mm-hmm. this is ironic because mm-hmm. when I talked to Charlie, I said, um, you know what? I used to dance to your father's music when I was a teenager because he was that's a main band, you know, like when Harry James and all those. And he says, you got to be kidding. I said, no. I said, I dance to your dad's music, you know. And he said, that's ironic, you know. So it was nice to know them. And he still was sending me things on them after we left and sending me where the boys were and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he has still kept in touch with me.
0: Tell me about you and uh, Tom Brown. You guys were going to be managers of a group that became two groups, groups and you were going to be, and one became huge. Who was that?
1: Steppenwolf and Creedence Clearwater. There was two of them. We went to hear them at a club, Mm -hmm. and uh, we thought they were not exactly tuned in with what we were, what our music was. Now we Mm -hmm. thought it would be a future music, and we'd have to work with them to get them places and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we didn't accept them. Mm-hmm. And there's sort of, sort of a conflict here between Tom and I about this because uh, I, I said, I don't think so. And Tom says, I don't think so either. But according to the book, Tom says, he said, I said no. And that was, the, that was it, period.
0: <laughs> 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 so
1: I don't know. But, so
0: we have a little little, so discord, right a little there.
1: discord there. We had a little discord there. And, uh, of course, we, they went to Hollywood on their own and made their own way. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask for any help. Mm-hmm. They did their own thing. Mm-hmm and i was glad
0: let's talk about the gotham crime fighters who they became tell us about that
1: that's a tower of power Mm -hmm. they were one of our little groups that played when we needed all these little bands to Mm -hmm. come and play behind our groups right we have a list of them that they were very faithful to us and we we loved them all they Mm -hmm. were good guys Mm -hmm. your band was one of them (laughs) and uh it was great uh -hmm. But we were happy to hear that the brothers started a new group, and mm. they, they're very popular right now. Oh, and very when they're popular. in Haver, they try to get with us mm. if we can, you know.
0: Mm. Tell me about, uh, is it uh, Cantrell? Yeah, agency? Cantrell. Tell me about
1: that. They have, see, each, we had five groups in the area. Mm-hmm. Like Bonwright, we had a group, and mm-hmm. uh, Larry had something, and Barry Carlos. Mm-hmm. And he uh, has his group, which is the Just Six. They were very popular.
0: Very popular. Ken Sims and them.
1: Yeah, Ken Sims and the two brothers Mm in the room. And that was the last group I played with before I quit Mm -hmm. because of my son, you know. Mm -hmm. But. they were very good. They were mother and father, and they went with the group all the time. They just put their heart and soul into the boys' group.
0: Ken Sims, uh, to this day, is a great guitarist. Yeah. And a great person. I know. And uh, I just totally respect Kenny Sims. Uh, just a great, great musician. Just as Barry and Bruce and all, you know the 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 whole band of brothers are such a beautiful thing. Let's turn the page a little bit and let's let's uh, let's talk about some of the the bands that you did represent and you can name a couple of bands and that you, that you have right now. Well,
1: I wrote down a few of them here okay. uh, because each, uh, each agent had their bands, mm-hmm. their own bands, but we needed backup bands and backup bands and they were always there for us. And I would like to give them some recognition. You can, you can. Morning rain.
0: That's my band.
1: The collection, the crystal garden, the zoo, the immediate family, Canadian Fuzz, pre John Left, Psychedelic Circuit, Staten Brothers, The Weeds, and last but not least, the Gotham City Crime Fighters, who became
0: Tower of, Power. Tower of Power. And who who is that? You're talking. You you got the name of who are they? The two the two forces in that group.
1: The brothers. Yes. Castillos. Yeah.
0: Yes. What a shout out to Tower of Power. And then you also wanted to talk about um, the man who did all the posters.
1: Yeah, Don Ryder. Mm-hmm. He did a lot for Bill Cory in the beginning, and did all these posters. And everywhere you go, and we have some kind of a, a, you know, a book, a big deal like, you know, where everything is selling the books and posters are there. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of beautiful posters, and mm-hmm. some of them are in uh, in the book. There also mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. And I told him one day, I said, why don't you put my name in one of those things, you know, teasing him, you know. He did, but of course it had to be a grave in it, you know, there was a grave in there. <laughs> and I, it's in there and it's pointed right at the grave and it says, Joyce Canwright is a sweetie. Mm. <laughs> and I said, thank you for putting me in there anyway. You are
0: truly a, a <laughs> class act. Is, is there any yeah. other thoughts or things that you'd like to just add in? to some of your memories of what you did as a woman promoter
1: well being the only promoter in the bay area right. it was very hard mm-hmm. but i really can say i didn't have any rough treatment or anybody trying to you know knock me down mm-hmm. and um they were very good uh, people i i there was a lot of things going on behind me i was that dumb that i didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. And later on, my kids were telling me, what, Mom, do you know? And I go, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know all these things, Mm -hmm. but, you know, mothers don't think of their kids as doing anything. Mm -hmm. But uh, I really I loved that time in my life. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. And I had two daughters, and, of course, they enjoyed them, and they both married Mm -hmm. two band members. One of them married
0: Bruce Tossler. Who was the author of these books. Yes,
1: and they're divorced now. Mm -hmm. And my other daughter married... uh, a man in the collection and he's not here anymore either right. so and my boys weren't too interested but they would go sometimes mm-hmm. you know of course the girls are interested because there's all kinds of boys there you know <laughs> they had a great time but i'm i just love this music and uh, i know it sounds funny i i should be liking frank sinatra and all these other guys but this music has hit me where i listen to it quite a bit on tv
0: mm-hmm. well you're a pillar You're an absolute pillar along with you and uh, Bill Corey and Chet Helms and Bill Graham. You're a pillar to the music scene. And I'm just fortunate enough to uh, have you on my show. But uh, I love you as a person. I love you as a promoter. But just your humanness and your kindness and how you are. I love you, Joyce. And... You're just a great lady to me.
1: Thank you very much. She's
0: the great lady of rock and roll promotions right mm-hmm. here, right in front of us at Har- Harmonics.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. I still can't believe it but i know there's more things coming up that yes, i'm so. getting older as the years go by and things are coming up
0: mm-hmm. so, start getting in shape
1: yeah well when you're 83 you know you, <laughs> there's a few more years <laughs> i hope there's a few more years yes there is. Yes, is but being i keep active is fine that's good and i did write a book that you read which yes. is mainly for my family yes. and about the groups yes which we don't publicize <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I do enjoy this and I'm looking forward to the thing in April. Yes. What we're having.
0: Yes. For Mr. Bill Corey. Yeah. And I think there might even be you there and you're gonna be there because you'll be recognized also.
1: Yeah, I, I guess they will all say, Oh, there's that old lady.
0: No, no, we're <laughs> not gonna <to> say that.
1: <laughs> no, I I am, I'm looking forward to that. But I'm I was pleased to be involved in all of this and when I my son died in Nam, you know, mm, right. and I quit. I got married in, twice in between there, and I lost both those husbands. And then I went back into rock and roll.
0: So. You're in rock and roll. Like it's they say, fun. you're never yeah. too old to rock no, and roll. I'm
1: never too old. Never
0: too old. <laughs> Thank you, Joyce. Yes, I'm going to share a little uh, tidbit about Joyce. Uh, I came to Joyce's house about four months ago to actually just tell her that we were going to do this, and we were really uh, booked. And she showed me her book. She's actually gave me her book, and I got to get it and so that she could autograph it for me. But she was showing me her, uh, the book, and I thought, this lady that sits next to me is a living legend. Um, she's history. She's one of the finest women I've ever met in my life. and we go way back and i didn't know that until she said look at my phone book and she goes do you see anybody familiar there and i go yes and she goes who and i go it's my band the morning rain the award winning band the morning rain so joyce this for me it's a full circle and i'm glad i could do this with you what would you like to do in the next since you're coming back out we're bringing you we're bringing you everywhere what 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 makes you it sh- it, you- these should be really proud moments for you.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm i surprised I'm still in it. <laughs> yes. After for, after so many, when my son was killed, mm-hmm. you know, I stopped completely. I know. Yeah. Got married twice. I lost two husbands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I lost my first husband, too. Mm-hmm. So I started in all over again, mm-hmm. like I was when I was younger.
0: Uh, I uh, It's just an honor to be in your presence. And... Um, to me you are rock royalty you should be you are in the rock and roll hall of fame the book is in the rock and roll hall of fame but you to me are um rock royalty at the highest level I, i am so fortunate to know you and um you're just a great lady
1: so you read my book, mm-hmm. and you didn't bring it with you, so I could sign it for
0: you. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have it signed another time. <laughs> I wish I had it. But we're gonna go around. We're gonna take some pictures. And um, what's customary at the end of Harmonix is uh, we give a kiss to all our fans out in TV Land. And this time I actually have a legend next to me. You know, Joyce Canwright and Gregory Correa from Harmonix. To all our friends, our families, and especially to you, Joyce, thank you so much. And could you help me throw out a kiss?
1: Yeah.